The entire Elo we've been talking about the responsibility we have, the Christ same Hadith. Responsibility to take, uh, to do, to begin. Responsibility not to blame, etc. I want to take it a step further, but I believe I neglected to mention this, which I had wanted to mention at the beginning of this month. Maybe I should wait for the beginning of the next month. I had a conversation with Rav Shagi Kalis Ben Azmanim. Yeah? You know, every time I leave here uh, at 6.30, I feel bad because his shear is amazing, it's interesting, it's relevant. Relevant means it's pertinent. It means it's, uh, it's something which is practical use to me. And people sit and they listen and they like it. And then when he's finished, they leave. They don't write anything down. Um, they don't review it. So, I mean, you, it's, it is actually a movie also. Yeah? Because they do, you know, they film him. So, I, you know, he agreed. And he said maybe he'd be willing to give a voluntary test. Yeah, whatever, once a month. Write things down, go over them, get something out of it. That's a Kabbalah, and a good example of a Kabbalah to be responsible. My Mashkir, Zechit Sadiq Levrocha, he said that when you get married, your wife is going to want to know can you answer questions in Halacha? It doesn't mean, you know, heavy, difficult, complicated questions. The Rav in the neighborhood, or Pinchas, uh, said, Pinchas Frankel said, 80% of the questions he gets are from open Mishnaburahs. I'm not telling you to learn Mishnaburah now. I'm telling you the Chazar of Shagi Shir. You have to learn how to look at Mishnaburah also. It's the question it shouldn't be uh, a Chinese cookbook. Okay? But that's a different question. But to know basic halacha, many questions come up, they repeat themselves. And he, he does a very good job. So a good Kabbalah is, I'm actually going to write down what he says. And I'm actually going to review it. And I'll actually take a test. Because that means I'm changing my future. And that makes you a candidate for me, the Sarachimim. Now, the subject that I wanted to talk about tonight It's an amazing thing. Nothing in the world ever goes lost. And I want to bring Kamavakama rise to this from the Welt, from the Maral, from the Geshe Achayim, from Kamavakama Makaris. Now we know that it's Aleph base in physics that matter is neither created nor destroyed. Which means if you, if you light a candle and it burns out, that candle still exists, except it changed state. The paraffin, the wax, changed into a gas, but still around. It, it, it's in a different form, that's all. 
the Chavos Chaim used to say that now that our Amuna and Ayin Roy of Oizin Shemas has gotten weaker, so he caused humanity to invent a, uh, a camera, photograph, a uh, what a record player. Today we have much more sophisticated ways of holding on to things that things that are still hit, that that are pierced, but they've been captured. You know, it's said that the stupider somebody is, the more explicit you have to be. You have to say things out straight. I mentioned to you some time ago about uh, Mr. David Mukin, who you may remember from Sanhedrin Mochavet, who lived in 124. <coughs> so I remember what had happened, that he was a very quiet, unassuming person, as far as I know his wife is still there, she was a couple of years ago, and um, he had an open heart surgery in New York, and he died on the operating table, and then they revived him, and he said that he was, and he remembers being somewhere with all candles, and then saying to him, what are you doing here, it's not your time. This man never took attention to himself. Several weeks ago, a student of mine lost a parent. And that parent came in the dream and said, I have put away money for you in X place in the house in America. In a place that's flat with bushes. Okay? And um, there's money there hidden away and disappeared. So this person asked the brother, what are you talking about? Anyway, they checked. Check. It was there. The rough paskin that's not hers. Just because someone came in a dream and said that we put it away for you, but not her money anymore. As I said, there's haloch and there's regish. Yeah? The money's not yours, no matter what happened in the dream. Yeah? And the person described exactly where it was. Gosh. Yeah? So I don't know anything about these things, but I said one thing is for sure, that the mother's in a good place. Because someone a few months after Ptira cannot come back and talk to you if they're, not in, if, they're, if they're in big trouble. Not that I know much about it. But it becomes more and more obvious. There's near-death experiences where people and now it's a common thing already, where people actually have out-of-body experiences and listen to the doctors joking with each other at the, uh, on the surgery or watching their body being picked up from a car accident. Something exists outside the body. Even an atheist would say that a person dies, the body decays, it turns into nitrogen. But the body still exists, it's just in a different state, just like a candle. So my neshama, my personality, my memory, my feelings, so that doesn't go anywhere. Like, why? Everything goes somewhere. There's a morale where he talks about a kilolas chinam. Some gives a klola uh, without meaning, without reason. Now, you shouldn't give callers anyway. It's just not healthy. Okay, it's not a good idea. Uh, another good reason to try and control the temper. 
But the morale in Be'er HaGoyla, Amin Chofhei, he says the following. It's Be'er Sheni. Someone, he gives a marshal, someone throws a stone on something. If that thing doesn't accept it, the thing you're throwing it at doesn't accept it, doesn't stay there. So what happens? It ricochets back. It got to go somewhere. It won't go there where you wanted it to go, so it'll come back on you. And that's the pshat. You're talking about machshavas also. That machshava is supposed to go somewhere. It can't go to the one who you're being chayshin because he's kosher. So it goes back on you. All right? Because he's really innocent. It's like throwing a. I believe he says here, talks here about also kill laschinam. Right now, I don't see it, but that's the idea. You you threw out a machshava. You a chayshibikshirim. It comes back on you. Sorry, Kevin, it comes back on you. Nothing goes lost. Nothing is nothing. Nothing is nothing. There's a... Um, the Gesher Achaim, I've quoted this Gesher Achaim to you before, in Perak in Chela Gimel, Perak Vav, Simin Vav, He says, no sound ever goes lost. A person is mashmia coil. And that coil comes back to him. And the coil is in the diva And it also bounces back on him. And he says, he brings his Zoya, you know, you say that the walls will tell you any sicha kala you had, it's recorded. The walls bear witness. Like, what does that mean? It means the sounds are still here. We know, and Mr. Gesher Chaim goes into this very, uh, very interesting. We know that today we can pick up sounds coming out of Tokyo. Right now, there's sound waves going through this room, coming from Tokyo. We don't hear them, we need a machine. But if you have a shortwave radio, you can hear it here in this room. But we haven't yet constructed a machine to pick up sounds from the past. But that doesn't mean they're not here. Just like everything else is here, that's also here, that we can't reach it. And it comes out interesting. You can pick up live. Or you can pick up live the Rebbeinshim talking to Adam Marishan in Gan Eden. Live! Because it's still here. Nothing goes lost. 
Everything's here. So I want to take this idea and take it one step further. Rav Dessel is a kind of Levrach. I'm going to bring a few Mekaymas to this. A few more Mekaymas. Rav Arn says in Rosh Hashanah, Sifrei Chaim, this is in the Mishnah, Rav Arn, Chelek Aleph, page Reish Mem Gimel and Reish Mem Dalet. It says, Sifrei Chaim the Sifrei Mason. You open up the Sifrei Chaim. We're being judged on Rosh Hashanah. Like, what's the Sifrei Mason? Says, they're also being judged. Did anything happen this year because of you? It reverberates. Just like the sounds from the Aserah Sedibus are still here, the effect of your mices are still here. Shmuel Hanavi was called up by Shalomel to find out what's the war going to be like, what's going to happen tomorrow. He got a balasayv to call up Shmuel Hanavi's neshama. So he says, Lama Gashtani, what do you what do you give me? What's this fright? Why'd you frighten me? So Rabban brings down, what was he afraid of? Yeah. The Khoshash, he brings a chazal. Din. Yeah? They're calling him to Din. So Fractor Rabban. It's 24 months later. Heaven is the 24 months before. This man din is over. What is he afraid of? Maybe something happened today in Olam Hazer because of me. And that's what he was worried about. Yeah? He was frightened by that. It's very interesting. The people who don't have to be frightened, they're frightened. The people who are not frightened, they're the ones who have to be afraid. It's like this Fasema says, That's only after they cried. That's only after he was afraid. It's the people who are sure they're okay. Rabbi Rucham says, the things we think we're good in, we're not being, we're not doing so well. It's the things we're worried about, that those are the things we're doing better in. My pashanut on that is, because we're more sensitive to it. More aware of it. Someone who thinks he has a problem with Lush and Hara is a lot better off than someone who thinks he doesn't. Etc. There's a Sfasemis in Pashas Vayera. Klal Yisrael is eating the schar of Akedas Yitzchak. Chain Tzorach called them with his by name. Kimaisev Nagin to all the Dairis that come after him. What you do today is going to affect Dairis. Sometimes it's obvious. Told you once, I was online in Moscow airport, spent three days there. Three days with the teachers, all day, every day. It was every single line I said was translated into Russian, line by line. By the third day, I was able to understand enough Russian to say, I don't know what you said, but I didn't say that. I was online in the airport to enter Russia. I, I, I was deeply grateful to my grandfather. In 1903, he made a good move. He went to the United States. I wasn't coming home. So sometimes there are obvious things that I do that affect the virus. I, I move countries, etc. But there's much more than that.
much more than that. I, I want you to understand me. I'm not trying to frighten you. That's just not my style. And um, I don't scream. I'm not trying to uh, get you into an emotional pitch. Because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't last. So I'm just telling you the reality. There's a Rav Desla Zechayin Levrocha in Chelik Dalad when he goes over the the davening of the Yom Neroim. He says, "Upoiked kol yitzurei kedem." He remembers Pekida first refers to a very strong remembering, like uh, a concept of a tafket. When you give someone a new tafket, says Hashem Sora. He remembered her. He changed her tafket to a mother. He gave her a new tafket. When Paroi was remembering his avodim, he was giving them a new tafket, taking away the tafket. Pekid is a strong remembering. All the ones that have been created in, 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 in all the years past. In order to charge this door, you have to bring to the cheshbon all the previous mices. Because one detail that someone in a previous door chose, many things are caused. And you brought it in on that. Now, of course, you have to remember, no question that you encourage someone. You try to help, you help someone. Of course, that's also for sure. In fact, Rav Shach Zechariah said a tremendous Kiddush. He said there's a halacha, a mesis. A mesis is somebody who tried to convince someone to serve Rav And he failed. He tried. But they took him to Bezdin and they finished him off. He tried and failed. He's punished for trying and failing to hurt someone, to, to be mevable someone. What about someone who tried to be Makaira someone? Someone tried to make someone better and failed. Kavachaymer 500 times in the for trying and failing. Kavachaymer from Mesis. So we're not just talking, I'm not here to frighten you. All I'm here is to tell you, wait a minute, you have responsibility. An adult wants to have responsibility. We have a natural nature to not, because we don't want to take, don't want to take responsibility. I remember I was, I was, uh, I was sitting shiva, for my father. So if Noach Weinberg, Zechai Nevocha, came to Menachem Ovel, I was an ancient terror then, it would have come anyway. And he says to me, you know, Reb Noach, you're at the top of the line now. You're the next door. So my gut reaction was, no, I have two older brothers. I'm not the top of the law, not responsible. But the truth is, a person who's, who's beseder, who is what he's supposed to be, wants to have responsibilities. Because you want to not matter? Is that what you want? People, they look forward to when they're going to retire. Then I won't have to get up early to make the 602 train. Ah, it'll be great! I can do what I want, I can go golfing, I can get, one, I can get up whenever I want, do whatever I want. And it's great for a few weeks. 
and then they realize they don't matter to anyone anymore. You know why I don't have to make the 602? Because there's somebody else in the office instead of you. They don't need you anymore. That's a terrible feeling. That's why if you have an older, an older pa a grandparent and who's not, who you're worried about their health, I'm going to give you an important piece of advice. Ask them questions, preferably in person. In the Israeli yeshiva I was at, there was a French boy whose grandfather was very sick in a Paris hospital, and he couldn't leave yet. So I said, send him a video saying to him, however you say grandfather in French, and I, I have to come and see you. There's a lot of things, I have a lot of questions. It gives people a reason to live. A grandfather has a lot of things to tell you. A lot of things about life. A saver. I'm just to ask, what do you think? Uh, this is important and that's important. You know, tell me about your experiences. Tell me how you grew up. What was the world like? What did you find to be important? And mean it, of course. It keeps them healthier. There was a person years ago in Unsdorf who was sick. But he was he was alone. He was, he, he was divorced. He basically didn't have anybody in the world. So the doctors in Hadassah Hospital said, if you will come visit him, he will survive. If you don't, he won't. What does that have to do with Western medicine? The answer is yes. A person has to feel people care about him. What's Bikr Chaylem? What's Nicham Avelim? Nicham Avelim, what, you're going to tell the other something? What are you going to tell the other? What do you have to say? His only solution that he wants is Tchir Samesim. And we say, Mechayim Esim Ata, Arav Loishia. Even though in Tanakh, Elisha and Elio, Mechayim Esim, nah. They were just a, a, a Kaili for the Rebbein Shalom. They didn't do anything. Mechayim Esim Ata, you're the only one who's Mechayim Esim. What's the, what's the, what's the Nicham Avelim? There's somebody in the world who cares about you, who notices that you're in trouble. You visit a sick person. I told you once that. That Ramosha Schwab, from Gateshead, he came to a London hospital. He sat next to this man's bed for a half hour, didn't say a word, and got up and left. And this man said that was his best visit. That's, what's, what's, someone is sick. Pikachayim is visiting someone who's sitting Shiva on their health. Come on, the Lutzlan. There are so many things. What we do matters. We, uh, I mean, we, we don't want to not have responsibility. I want to tie it with the word chiba, love, and the word chayva, responsibility, they're first cousins. I'm a chayv. A chayv, a debt, is something I want to have. I want to owe. I don't want to borrow. I want to owe means I, ha I have responsibilities to you. That's what we want. The bigger you are, the more responsibilities you have. The base, uh, I think it was the Rabchaim Voloshina, I think it was Rabchaim Voloshina. He, 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 there was a famous miser that he wrote a letter to his daughter, Rabchaim Voloshina, he wrote a letter to his daughter, and then he quickly ran out and recalled the letter. Why? He had spelled her name halachically incorrectly. He was afraid that someone would take that letter and use it as a raya how to spell that name. He's a, he's chayev. 
It's very careful what he does. There was a Maish with Jabaran Kotler, he went to Davin and Zichin Maishishul, and he came in, he gave, as he got in, he gave a certain Anit, he gave the Anit Tzedakah. On his way out, he gave him again. So he's like, what did you have to give him again for? He says, because if I leave now and I don't give him money, people say, Rabban walked past that honey. He didn't give him stalker. He maybe had a reason. They're famous mice with the milk, and with Rabbi shed it with two milk companies that, you know, each one, of course, said the other one wasn't kosher. Business is business. Yeah? And this person was, I guess, a liberal-minded fellow who was making a bris. Said both kinds of milk on the table. Very broad-minded man. And Rabbi Moshe was seen, picked up a carton of milk, looked at it, put it down, and picked up the other carton and used it. So people were saying, Rabbi Moshe held from this milk and not from that. But some Baruch Hashem asked him. And he said, what? The first carton was closed. The second carton was open already, so I used that. You understand? But people are already building, like, you know, you go to a, a museum of natural history, they take one bone and make a whole dinosaur out of it. Well, that's what they did with Ramesh's milk carton. It's, it's, it's scary. He's responsible. Rabbi Sai. We're very close to Rosh Hashanah. The whole hour we've been talking about we are responsible for ourselves. We have to... We have to know that our future is in our hands. We have to do something. You want to know halacha? It's not good enough just to sit and listen and be entertained by Rabshagi. Rabshagi has what to give to you. Real food. You can enjoy it and not get anything out of it. Just like, just watch him and it's like very interesting. Or you could take an effort to write it down and review it. At least that. That's responsibility for your future. You take responsibility. Midasarachamim is a person shows rebellion when he has a future. He can change. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be uh, enormous. It has to be a change. So for now, we didn't, we, oh, we're all, we, I didn't speak everything on the subject, but we know we have to stop more or less on time. So to sum up, you're adults. There's a Yom Adin coming in a few days. You're responsible. You're responsible. You're not responsible to be someone else. You're responsible to be you. You can't be Rebel Yashif. You can't. Okay? You can't do it. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm trying to make sure you stay healthy. You can't do it, but you can be you. The world that produced Rebel Yashiv and the life that he lived, etc., etc., you can't do it. But you can do a lot. And that you're responsible for. When you realize that I am a responsible person, then Be'ezah Hashem, the says, he has a future. You have to take the time to think about it before Yom Hadin. To take a time to learn the davening. Don't learn it during davening. And follow along every word. This means this and this means it. So you don't feel anything. You're talking to the Banishwaram. You're not learning the cipher. But you have to pay it beforehand. These from are very important. You have to know what you're saying. 
but you have to feel something. You're responsible to repair the davening, to know what you're talking about. And these firm are excellent. But don't say I'm going to learn the davening while I'm davening, because then you're not davening, you're learning. Is this clear? You're responsible. If you didn't prepare, so you get the gist of the idea from the book, but you, then you talk to the Rebbe Yishlam, look at the words, understand what you're going to say, and then talk to the Rebbe Yishlam. That's the pshat, that the, that the Arizal, even though he knew all the kavanas, but he davened kid like a young child, right? As Mr. Brewer says it. While he's davening, you're talking to the Rebbe Yishlam. You're responsible. If you learn and realize that you're responsible, Bez Hashem, you'll have a ksiva v'chasimataiva.